This episode is brought to you by Her Time. Do you struggle with bloating, cramping, or moodiness? The Her Time formula has been carefully and lovingly crafted to give your body the nutrients it needs to support and balance your monthly hormonal changes. It's suitable for women of all ages and stages of their life. Her Time assists the body to make the right amount of progesterone suitable for your body at its relevant stage. You can check us out on all social platforms at Mixers, M-I-X-H-E-R-S, or on our website at Mixers.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the It's Her Time podcast. Today, we are doing a deep dive Friday on hypothalamic amenorrhea. And you're like, what is that? I have no idea what that is. Well, you know, this past week, we've been talking a lot about infertility because it's Infertility Awareness Week. And this is something that we love to share about because we want to give a lot of different points of views so that you can kind of relate to maybe people that you know that are dealing with infertility, or maybe it's you and your um, partner that are dealing with infertility. We want to give you as much information as we possibly can. So today I'm really excited because I have a very special guest that's going to join me on this deep dive Friday. Usually I do these all by myself, but it's way more fun to do it with a friend. And this is my friend, Brittany Moskis. She and I worked together a long time ago as personal trainers, and I just absolutely love her. She has an amazing Instagram um, feed. Also a website, all kinds of programs. And her expertise is working with women before and after pregnancy and making sure that their nutrition and their exercise is right on point to to make sure that they have the healthiest pregnancies and um, recoveries after pregnancy. So Brittany, please introduce yourself and tell us all a little bit about you. Hello. Thanks. I'm so glad to be here. Um, I, yeah, my name is Brittany and I am a trainer. I live in San Diego right now. I have a two-year-old rambunctious little toddler (laughs) that (laughs) keeps me busy. Um, And I, yeah, like you said, I've been working with pre and postnatal women. Um, Before that, I've, I've trained at several gyms around. We've kind of moved, moved from place to place a few times. So I've transitioned quite a bit, but um, yeah, I love all things health and fitness and I'm really excited to be focusing on um, women, especially in the stages of um, pre and postnatal and just this time of life that can be a lot of, it can be kind of a roller coaster. Our bodies are constantly changing and um, yeah, so I'm just excited to shed my light um, What with my past experience, what I went through to get here. So, yeah. Now, Brittany, you are so awesome. I have followed you after, you know, you moved away. Of course, I keep up with you on social media. And so I've kind of known your story um, before you even tried to become pregnant. And you, now you've got cute little Ivan. He's like so adorable. So he's such a little mini you, by the way. So cute. Um, and so of course, I, yeah, he's so cute. And I've kept up with kind of what's been going on and I have been learning so much about, um, something that maybe I, I, I was aware of, um, amenorrhea, but as far as what, how amenorrhea actually affects our fertility, that's what I want to dive in today. I want to give the listeners, um, kind of 
an understanding of what hypothalamic amenorrhea, or it just goes by HA. That's a much easier way to refer to it. And we'll probably be we'll referring to it yeah, <laughs> through the rest of the podcast because it's a mouthful, but what is it? How, how does that come about? How does it get diagnosed? And what are, what do you do about it once you have that diagnosis? So it's kind of a lot of stuff that I want to dive into, but I want to make sure that we do cover all of those um, aspects of the subject. And so can you, would you be willing to just kind of start from the beginning. So tell us a little bit about where you were before you started trying to conceive. Yeah, for sure. So, um, I like you had no idea. Well, you might've had a better idea than I did, but before (laughs) I got diagnosed with it, I had no idea. I'd never heard of that. Um, I'll go back to (laughs) way back to the beginning. Um, I started my period in seventh grade and it was like, somewhat regular, but then like I played soccer in high school is always active. And so I'd have a period every three or four months. And anytime I would go to a physical or anything with the doctor, they just kind of brush it off. Like, well, like you're active, like it's totally like, didn't really put much attention on it. So I never thought it was a big deal. Right. Um, it kind of was, was where you told it's totally normal that that's something not to be concerned yeah, yeah, about at they all. They were like, yeah. Like when down the road, when you want to have kids, like we'll deal with whatever. Maybe we'll think about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like it wasn't a topic of concern. So I just went about my business and all my friends were jealous because I (laughs) didn't really have a period. Um, and, and then I went on birth control when I got married and I, that was the first time I had like a monthly bleed. I thought it was a period, but now I know that that's just a synthetic bleed. It's not really your body producing those hormones. So a lot of doctors just use birth control as a band-aid for a lot of mm-hmm. issues. Like, yes, oh, take birth control. You'll be fine. I know it'll fix everything. And really what it does exactly yeah. what you're saying, it's just such a band-aid for the symptoms instead of addressing the root causes of why you maybe weren't having a regular bleed. Right. So yeah. yeah, interesting. I'm glad that you brought that up because I feel like there's a lot of our listeners. We've talked about birth control quite a bit on this podcast, but I feel like those that are listening right now may relate. They might not have known that, that just because it, you're bleeding monthly when you're on the pill, it doesn't mean that you're actually having a period. In fact, what's happening is that the pill is putting you into... Um, Early, it's like menopause. Basically, it's putting your body into menopause. It's stopping your body from being able to ovulate and in order for you to obviously um, have a period and be able to become pregnant, your body needs to ovulate. So it's just kind of fakes, fakes you out with the the bleed yeah. every month. Right. So we don't always notice yeah. that there's maybe something off. Right. Yeah. And through this process, I learned that our cycle is our fifth vital sign. Like it tells us so much about our health. And yes. if we're just masking that, like how, how can we kind of check in with our, our health? What's what are the underlining issues? So um, so at that time I was getting into my, um, degree exercise sports science and I was getting more active. I was kind of focusing on getting leaner and I was just like, I, I had an internship. I was working out with other trainers. I was, um, teaching spin. Like I was just starting to get kind of more into that, that mm-hmm. world and yes, that fitness professional part. world. <laughs> And and you did, you were ripped. I mean, seriously, so ripped. And I know that's a goal for many of us, you know, that are in the fitness world or anyone really, we see that image of that perfectly ripped and sculpted with very low body fat percentage. And we think that is healthy. That's what I need to look like in order to look healthy, but it's not always the best for us women, right? 
yeah, totally. The fitness industry has done a really good job at giving us an image that should be helped. And it's just, it's not the case, like, especially for women, like we just, our bodies are designed differently. Right. <laughs> we right. need, we need a healthy amount of body fat. Um, but so at that time I was on birth control, I was getting that, um, monthly bleed, but I was, and so I thought, oh, this is great. Like I have a regular period and I was like more active. I was, I was losing weight, um, which I didn't need to, it was just, I was just getting more into that. And so two years on birth control. And then I, I just did not like birth control because it made me super emotional. Like I would cry at everything. I just did not feel like myself. So for those reasons, right. I went off birth control. We weren't necessarily wanting kids right then, but, um, and when I went off birth control, my period went away, like non-existent, a few months went by still nothing. And I heard it kind of, it was kind of normal to, for it to take mm-hmm. a couple months or whatever, but it didn't come back. Like a year goes by, two years goes by, three years go wow. by, like wow. nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, and on that, um, at that time I was, um, my schedule, just a little peek into my lifestyle. Yeah, I, I want to hear what your life looked like. Yeah. I like looking back, I'm like, how did I function? Like, what was no. I like? Did I, I didn't have a life outside of fitness. Like that's just, I, I thought about it. I, I always thought about my workouts, my food, um, like sleeping. Like I, you can ask my husband, like I wasn't like, if you wanted to go do something at night, I'd be like, what is it bedtime? Like I got to go to bed so I can work out in the morning. Like, right. I got to get up at 4am and get my workout in. Yeah. 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 I teach a, like a a. 6am spin class and then I'd, I'd ride my bike there (laughs) and then I'd ride my bike to the gym that I trained at. I'd teach clients and then I do my own workout that was like at least an hour. And then like, it was just insane. And then I'd go at night and teach a TRX class and have a few clients. And then I'd go back, I'd be home at like nine o'clock and just be like, okay. And then do it again. And then making sure I didn't eat too many carbs or that. Yeah. Counting every macro and yeah. 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 And so my body was just in this constant state of stress Mm because I don't think we're told or I don't think it's that um, common to talk about that exercise is a stress on our body Mm -hmm. and um, it can be a good stress, but in excess, like our body isn't made to to manage that constant state of stress. Um, And on top of that, I wasn't fueling properly. So I was in this like constant stress starved um, state. Mm -hmm. And so so that in that third year of not having a period, I wanted to, we want to start having kids. And I was like, okay, where do I start? Like, I didn't know the first thing I'm like, yeah. I have nothing. like people talk about tracking your cycle. I'm like, um, there is none what cycle, like none. Yeah. And my, um, and my OB like never mentioned HA. Um, mm-hmm. they said like, oh, you're a healthy body fat. Like you should be like never yeah. mentioned just cause I like, didn't look like sickly, they were like, no, you look oh, like healthy. we talked about the picture of health, right? You look like you belonged on a, a health magazine. And, um, I, this is why I want to talk about this subject because I feel like it is warped. I mean, being healthy and strong and, and exercising and all I'm, 
pro. I'm pro that. I want, I want you girls to get out there and make sure that you're strong and healthy. But um, I'm, I'm quite a bit older than Brittany, probably about twice her age. But so I've been down this road that Brittany is um, describing. And I can personally tell you, I had the same type of lifestyle and I had the same type of symptoms that Brittany's talking about. And, and unfortunately, I didn't get caught because I looked healthy. But yet inside, my body was not functioning um, as a healthy person. It was functioning as a person that was like just trying to survive. And, you know, when we're younger, we can kind of get away with it. Like our body doesn't totally break down. It's like hanging in there for a long time, but then you get to about 40 years old and all of a sudden your body's like payback, like let's, let's make you pay back. So if hopefully you girls that are younger, you're in your, um, you know, younger reproductive years, Hopefully you guys can listen to what Brittany and I are sharing with you and understand the exercise is a good stress, but too much exercise um, is not going to benefit you down the road, um, especially when it comes to your fertility. And I also liked how you pointed out how you were undernourishing yourself. Um, Calories in versus calories out is such an old school model. I really encourage you women that are listening today to kind of put that aside because that doesn't make every difference. Like it's, that's just our energy input and output, but really it's comes down to hormones and in order for our hormones, you know, to be balanced, which is what it's going to take in order for our bodies to be able to actually lose fat and maintain muscle mass. Um, we need the nutrients in our body in order to be able to, um, help support our body with hormonal balance. So anyways, yes, continue on. Sorry. I just no, wanted to and make you kind sure of we just have to put on blinders because we're all so unique and different. Like I have friends with PCOS that they like a lower carb diet might work better for Mm -hmm. them just with their hormone issue. But for HA, like I needed more carbs, like that's what my body needed. So it's just like with, Mm -hmm. with social media and so much health and diet information being bombarded Mm -hmm. to us all the time. Like you kind of just have to put on blinders and say, this is what my body needs. Like, like my, I like intermittent fasting. That's a no go for me. Like my body, when yeah. it goes in that long state of fasting, it just doesn't work for me, but for mm-hmm. someone else, they might feel great on it. So it's like honoring what your body needs. And at different stages of your life, it's, it, we change. We're not like, this is the diet that works for your whole life. Mm-hmm. Like you, it's just, our bodies always change and honoring Mm -hmm. that is like, I love that. That's so key. It is so key because I mean, even I bet you feel the same way. Like you just said during different stages of my life, I have done a keto style diet and it worked great for me. And then it didn't last forever, you know? So then I had to, you know, kind of adapt to a new, you know, lifestyle. And I loved intermittent fasting for a while, but this is what I would say is one of the ways to kind of know like whether that would be something that's a good idea for you to do like a low carb or an intermittent fasting type of a um, protocol is to look at your um, body's reaction to stress. So with HA, your body is telling you based on your symptoms, you are not having a period, right? That's a telltale sign that your body is under stress. So putting yourself in too high of a calorie deficit, um, not getting in enough of all of the macronutrients, um, also you know exercising more than your body should do, all of those things put you in a higher stress. Um, intermittent fasting is a form of stress. Um, so I just always recommend to my clients that if we're dealing with a high level of stress and that's what our symptoms are telling us is what's going on with your body, 
then what we need to do is send as many safety signals to our body as much as possible. So exercise, but exercise lightly. Um, make sure you're eating more, like way more. Women don't even realize like they, how much they actually should be eating um, mm-hmm. every day. And make sure you're kind of starting your day like right within like the first half an hour, even ideally um, when you wake up to start with your first meal and just kind of eat small and throughout the day. And that's the best protocol for women that are dealing with HA. Now, PCOS, you know, and other, like you were saying, we're all different. We're bio-individuals. So you need to kind of figure out what's best for you. But um, hopefully some of these things that we're sharing, if you're like, yeah, that sounds like me. Like I'm somebody that's having symptoms that shows my body's under stress, then doing anything too extreme is not going to benefit you at all. Yeah. Um, So I guess I'll continue with my my long saga. I love Um, it. So that when we want to start trying, um, spent a year trying to figure it out, like went to acupuncturists, like all the supplements. I wanted to try everything that didn't involve changing my lifestyle. (laughs) It was like, like I was so scared of stopping exercise and Mm -hmm. eating more, even though like in the back of my mind, like Mm -hmm. I knew that something needed to change, but I was so, I was so holding tight to that identity, like my fitness identity, that the thought of giving that up, I just like could not accept it. So I took a year (laughs) trying to come to terms with that, but tried like progesterone cream and yeah, I went to acupuncturist regularly and she like specialized in fertility, but she mm-hmm. like, she even made a comment, like she was trying to put the needle and she's like, I don't really, there's no like fat to put it in. Like you might need to gain a little bit more weight. And I'm like, oh no, no. Like you don't know what you're talking <laughs> no way. about. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm a trainer. So stubborn. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, so like a year of that. And then my friend, it was awesome. You can link to her stuff too, but she wrote a blog post called um, Fitness Made Me Infertile. And actually my sister sent it to me. She was like, I was really nervous to send it to you, but I just thought yeah. <laughs> you might, you might um, learn something. Like from it it. Can you repeat you. what it was called yeah. again? Fitness made me infertile. So, Fitness made me infertile. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, ding, 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 like light bulb mm. going off. Like as I was reading it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is me. And she talked about HA and um, what causes it and just, how it affected her and the process of recovery. And I was like, okay, like this is it. And from then on, I think it'd been long enough of me like beating my head against the wall at that time. When I found that I was the next week, I was like, okay, I'm going all in. Like we want to get pregnant. Like I want to fix myself. Like, yeah, let's just do it. So I didn't look back. I um, stopped intense exercise. I started eating 2,500 plus calories and just like giving my body that surplus of calories and just like you said, making it feel safe. Cause, um, yeah, what HA is, it's just your body. It's in this scared state that it it's smart. It turns off your reproductive system first. Yeah. It's like, you can't, you can't take care of a baby in this. Yeah. Body right now is not a good time to doing. bring a baby yeah, into the world. Yeah. yeah so for if sure. you think about it, it's like our bodies are so smart that they do that. So just reversing that, it was three months of, um, just resting and eating and learning to be okay with that. (laughs) It was really hard. Like I, like I hadn't gone a day without working out besides like my one rest day a week for like probably six or seven years. Like I just, it was just so foreign to me. So 
um, that was hard, especially being in the industry while doing that. Like I was coaching on people like losing weight and I was gaining weight and like showing up to teach my classes. I was just like, so embarrassed that people would see me gain weight, but just going through that mindset shift was so good for me. And I just was able to flip over time. Like I'd say I'm still working on this, but like detaching worth from Mm -hmm. your outward appearance and a detaching health from your outward appearance, because we really, Mm -hmm. we don't know what's going on on the inside. So during that, that took three months and I, I gained about 25 pounds and Mm -hmm. I got my period back and, and then I had two more cycles that were longer, but then I started a new training job and just by default, I was just being a little bit more active, um, eating, I was kind of eating the meals that we had at our, our fitness camp. So I was a little bit less calories than I'd been used Mm -hmm. to. And I lost my period again for like four or five months. My body is just like, oh, we're not, we're not out of the woods yeah, yet. We like, don't trust you yet. Um, yeah. 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 So then I, um, I, we, at that point we saw a fertility doctor just to be like, I don't, I don't know if I can do this on my own. And I, we talked to them, kind of saw that route of IVF and everything. And I just had the strongest feeling of like, you've come this far you can do this by yourself. Like you got your period back, your body knows what to do. Just, just give it a little bit more love. (laughs) And then like two weeks of back into that all in process, I ovulated and got pregnant. So that was amazing. Yeah. It was happy ending for sure. But yeah. um, Yeah. So then postpartum kind of relearning, um, my cycle didn't come back till I was totally weaned breastfeeding for a couple months. And I knew it wouldn't just cause my a little more sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, but it came back and, and just these last like six or seven months, I've been able to tell like months that I've ran more done more, like longer workouts. I can tell like my cycle's a little longer. So I know to kind of, mm-hmm. to taper back a little bit. So it's, it's very, um, empowering to just feel like you're more in control of your cycle. And whereas before I would like, if I felt sick around my period, I would like train harder because I would feel bloated. And I just was not in tune with my body at all. I would just try to, I'd almost like ignore Mm -hmm. my body's signal. So, yeah. So now trying to be much more like I'm getting into the cycle syncing Yay, good. Type of exercise more. And it's it's it makes so much sense because it's like there's a time of the month that your body needs more rest. There's a time mm-hmm. of the month where your body can go harder. And yeah, I think it's 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 fun to learn and like feel like you're you're mm-hmm. synced with your body rather than always fighting against it. <laughs> right. It's kind of a relief. I know that it starts without feeling a little bit like a mind struggle when you're so used to this like strict, um, very, you know systematic way of exercising and eating and all of that stuff to then kind of turn back and get kind of listening. Like you're saying, like becoming more in tune with your body. It's, we are so amazing and we've been designed so amazing and we're 
different. We're not just little men, right? We are women that are cyclical. And so what Brittany is talking about is cycle syncing or cycle phasing. And basically we have talked about this a lot on this podcast because I feel like it's so empowering for us to have this information. But um, during our cycle, depending on what uh, phase we're in, and there's four different phases of our monthly cycle, it all comes down to hormones. So there's certain phases when our body um, is very low in our sex hormones. Um, and then, you know, and that's the time actually when we are, our cortisol levels are low. We can actually go and have like the really high intense workouts and, you know, do all of that. And we have all of that energy. That's usually during that first half of our monthly cycle during the follicular and then into the ovulatory and then the first part of our luteal phase. But then our body starts to wind down again and the cortisol levels start to come up a little bit higher. And um, again, our sex hormones, you know, just had peak, but now they're starting to dip again. It is, that's the time that we need to listen to our body. Our bodies are naturally giving us signals. We start to feel a little bit more tired. We start to crave carbs a little bit more and sugar, you know? So instead of fighting against that, it's really, really helpful for us to just work with it. And I think it surprises, I don't know if this is the same for you and your clients, Brittany, but I know when I've worked with women, it has been very scary for them to let go of the regimen, you know, of like every single day, you know, or six days a week working out um, to kind of work around their cycle, but they've been surprised that their ability to actually lose body fat so much easier and be able to maintain muscle mass, like so much easier than when they were trying to fight against it. Do you find that with your clients as well? Totally. Yeah. And just like with myself, like I feel like when my body was in that really low body fat, like fighting against my body, like any little Like, I felt like if I ate anything off, like I could tell if my body like gained a couple of pounds, like it was just, whereas as now I feel like it's like my body has more of like a range of like, Mm -hmm. it's more adaptable. I don't have to, (laughs) yes, it's more adaptable Mm -hmm. and it's a little bit more flexible. And it's like when your body's at a a weight and has enough fat on it that it feels comfortable and safe, then it will, Mm -hmm. it's just, you're being nice to your body. So your body's going to be nice to you. And it's, it's, um, yeah, I've found that for sure. I love that. I love that. Well, awesome. Okay. So I hope this has given some information about, you know, the hypothalamic amenorrhea, which just basically means, you know, our hypothalamus is that little area in our brain that actually controls our reproductive system. And um, amenorrhea is when we have gone without um, a period or you're having very light periods. And usually a woman can be diagnosed with amenorrhea if they go more than two to three months without a period. You went a couple of years, um, right? But But it's something that if you guys are going with missed periods, I know that it sounds like a dream come true (laughs) to not have a period, but if you are in your reproductive years, it is a sign that you need to pay attention to. It's a sign that's telling your, your body is under stress. It does feel like it is, um, maybe being attacked. And so it is time then to start giving your body the love. Like you said, be nice to it so that it can be nice to you as well. So you were yeah. able to get pregnant. Oh, sorry. You had a good point. Yes. I don't want to interrupt you. I just, I, I would love to touch on some of the other effects of HA yes, that please. aren't just yes. missing period. Like, cause I didn't know 
any of this, but yeah, please um, share all the things. One thing that I feel like a lot of women don't know is like sex drive. There's none. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, you think that you're like trying to get this hot body, like, <laughs> all good, like what like, good is it? It, it like, <laughs> it's just kind just of ironic. Kidding. Like, yeah. What's the point of getting to this slope? I don't know. So <laughs> that's one thing that's kind of funny. Um, yeah. And just like the, the, um, energy, like you, you have energy to do your workouts, but, and, and some people get affected differently, but like the energy outside, like a lot of your mental energy is used on your food and your workouts. And then it's like, kind of, cause that's when we're in survival mode, our mm-hmm. mind goes to what's going to help our body survive. But when we yeah, here and our, then help our body move. Right. Because that's what yes. survival instinct is. Yes. Right. But then when you get your body in a safer place, like you're, I feel like you're a whole nother side of your brain can turn on, like mm-hmm. thinking of others and creativity and just like your, your brain capacity, like <laughs> grows. At least I, I felt yeah. like that. Um, and then, um, osteoporosis can, your, your bones are affected by mm-hmm. your monthly cycle. If you're not having, you can probably explain this better than me, but that lack of estrogen and just that regular cycle of your hormones. Mm-hmm. Um, I had friends with HA that they were like pre menopausal, um, osteopenia, like mm-hmm. pre osteoporosis, like mm-hmm. they had the bones of a old lady and they're like right. in their, their twenties. Um, so that's kind of a scary thing that, that people don't address a lot. Like I've, like, Oh, like missing period, like no big deal. I don't want to get pregnant. So like, if you aren't in that, um, stage where you want to get pregnant, but there are mm-hmm. a lot of other factors that, yeah. That yeah. It's it not just affect. about getting pregnant, right? There's so many other things that it can affect. It can affect our chances of getting cancer, um, down the road. You know, there's just a lot of things that, um, having our sex hormones be balanced is so important for many reasons. Like what we're trying to say, other than just whether or not we want to get pregnant or not. Right. So, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. That's really interesting stuff. So, you know, it all makes sense, you know, the low libido and the bone density kind of being diminished because again, your body's in a a fight or flight, you know, survival mode. And so you're not going to have a sex drive. If your body is like, this is not a good time to bring a baby into the world. Right. It's like going to turn that off because that's not important for your survival. And then we store a lot of our uh, minerals and things in our bones. Right. And so if our body is under stress, it's going to pull and leach a lot of those minerals from our bones, which is going to make them very brittle. So interesting stuff. Yeah. Anything else? Those are the main ones I can think about. If I something yeah. comes up, I'll chime in. Yeah. Did you have difficulty sleeping and everything? I'm, I'm assuming all of these things were like, how was your sleep when you were going through this? I surprisingly, cause I, I do know friends with HA that did struggle with sleep. I actually mm-hmm. slept great. Like I would hit my great. pillow and just be out. And I think yeah. that's just cause I was exhausted. Like, yeah. I, yeah. So I yeah, actually that's good. slept great, but I'm kind of an exception. I think. I know. <laughs> well, I, I don't have HA. I mean, who knows? I had my children, you know, 
long time ago, but um, I have Hashimoto's, right? And so I used to say that like, I have a little button on the back of my head that anytime I would, cause I had the same schedule, like you're talking about, we would literally get up at like 4am and we were exercising basically all day as a personal trainer. And, um, you'd like sit down and your body be like, okay, this is time to sleep. But then when it was the middle of the night, I would wake up. So I only get probably about two or three hours of sleep every night, which is crazy to me. Um, because oh. I think, how did I function? Um, because I had to get up and I had to be pumped and have full of energy to motivate other people. But I literally was like surviving off of like two, maybe four, two to four hours of sleep every night. And I've talked to so many women that have HA or have other, you know, hormonal imbalance issues. And that's such a common thing. So if you're a woman that is having a hard time, um, sleeping well and having, getting enough sleep. And then maybe you're noticing that your sex drive is a little bit lower. And some of these other symptoms that Brittany's talked about, um, this is something that you want to kind of take note of and address with your, um, your physician or your healthcare, um, practitioner. So yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Our body's always speaking, right? Yeah. And you gotta listen to it. (laughs) Um, I will say a lot of doctors don't really recognize HA. Like mm-hmm. I was actually misdiagnosed with PCOS by the doctor. I kind of mm-hmm. self-diagnosed myself yeah. <laughs> because I read that blog and she, um, talked about the book, no period. Now what, um, yeah. it's like go-to book for mm-hmm. HA. So if you think you're struggling with this read, no period. Now what, um, she dives deep into like the reasons, the um, how to fix it, just kind of more like the science behind it. And it totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I read that and that's kind of when I self-diagnosed, but it was interesting because when like a couple years later, when I, um, or a year later, when I saw the fertility doctor and told him like, I have HA, like, this is kind of my background. He was like, no, like we'd have to, and I like told him all the things that like told me I had HA. He was like, no, we'd have to, we'd have to diagnose you with like a brain scan and like, like this long list of like criteria. And I was like, listen, like, I (laughs) think I know my body, but yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't about to give me a diagnosis until we did all these Mm -hmm. tests. So I think there's something to trusting yourself. Yes. And I'm not downplaying doctors at all, but I think when it comes to, <laughs> I think when it comes to some of, it's not always recognized. So. Yeah. And I, we're big <laughs> proponents of like being our own best advocates and recognizing and giving yourself permission to be the expert on you. And if you are struggling, I mean, doctors are great, but they're part of your team. They're not the whole team. And I feel like so many of us have been trained or kind of conditioned to be like, whatever the doctor tells me, that's what truth is. And, and, and we push back our own intuition, you know, and imagine if you had done that, you know, maybe you wouldn't have been able to conceive Ivan, you know, maybe that wouldn't have worked out for you. So good for you for really recognizing your own, um, intuition and then honoring that because, uh, it happens a lot. Unfortunately, there's a lot of women that I work with and talk to that, um, they have a feeling that there's something going on. And then they're either told that, no, there's not a problem at all. Everything is perfectly normal. It's in their head or they get diagnosed with something else, right. That they're like, that doesn't make any sense, you know? Mm -hmm. So 
I would say if that's happening to you and it doesn't feel good in your own gut, find a new doctor. There's lots of them out there. Um, find somebody that, um, is willing to listen to you and, and respect what your thoughts and feelings are for sure. Yeah. I actually had two doctors while I was going through like the recovery process and, and gaining weight that trained at the gym that I trained at and they would see me and they, they actually like would come up to me like, you know, you don't need to be doing this. Like you don't need to like gain weight. And at that time I was already like, is this going to work? Like kind of having like mm-hmm. doubts in my head. So yeah, that was really hard to deal with, but I had to just like push forward and trust myself. But I had like actual doctors like mm-hmm. tell me I shouldn't be doing what I was yeah. doing. Um, so yeah. Incredible. Well, you were probably able to teach them, you know, they, they probably, I mean, they, they weren't trying to ruin your life or give you bad advice. It's just, they were going based off of what they knew and maybe what they've learned. Um, but yet all of us need to realize there's a lot still left to learn that there's, you know, there's some of us that have expertise in different areas of our lives, but even still, like you don't know how stupid you are until you start learning, you know what I mean? More and more and more. You just realize there's, we don't know everything. So you were able to, you know, help these doctors and these experts actually see you like do what you did in order to be able to conceive. And hopefully they were able to look at that as an example. And now when they're working with their patients that possibly are coming in, in the same situation that you are, they are able to now use your example as maybe a solution as well, which I think is awesome. Hopefully let's hope. Yeah, I know. I think it's getting a little more known. So yeah. And that's why we have these kind of podcasts because, um, knowledge is power. I keep, I always say that probably everybody listening to this podcast is rolling their eyes. Cause they're like, here, Cody goes again, using knowledge is power, but that is what it is all about because it's really just like, I didn't know that I should have worried that I wasn't having a period. I didn't know that exercising too much could actually ruin my fertility. You know, or there's so many things that we just don't put two and two together. And like I keep talking about, we just for so long kind of push back our own intuition and push back like the symptoms, the messages that our bodies are giving us. We just kind of push them aside and don't pay attention to them. So my hope is that through listening to this um, episode and the things that we're talking about, you guys will start to pay attention to the things that your body is trying to tell you that you will really trust and respect your own intuition and that you will feel empowered to find a team that will support you and, and, and be on your team, not just think that they know everything. Right. (laughs) So yeah. All right. Anything else you want to share with us, Brittany? I appreciate your time and spending this time with us. We've, I've already learned so much from you, but is there anything else that you wanted to share with our audience? Yeah. Oh, um, no, this has been great. Um, I've, I've written a lot of this on, oh, I was just going to say on my, my blog, I have like kind of my journey and, and like prenatal during pregnancy, postpartum HA, like I've written a lot about it. So if you want more information from me, that's a good place to read up. Yes. As she, Brittany is a wealth of knowledge. Yeah, (laughs) we will. I want everyone to go and check you out. Cause if you want to follow along with Brittany and go back maybe and read some of her story and what she has to share, cause she has some amazing programs um, for the different stages of life that you might be in. She truly is an expert because she can relate and understand to what a lot of women, you know, deal with. And she has that 
She has the knowledge on the fitness side, the nutrition side, and she also has knowledge on the hormonal side as well. So she's an amazing trainer, somebody that I would definitely recommend. Um, she has a lot of online programs. So I will put all of her contact information in our show notes. So I'll put your, um, your Instagram handle, I'll put your blog link and all of that. I'll also put in a link for the two books that you also recommended in this podcast, because I feel like, yeah, we probably could talk for hours about this subject. There's probably a lot still we need to learn, but hopefully this is an introduction to what HA is or hypothalamic amenorrhea. And um, if this sounds like something that you might be struggling with, or you maybe know somebody like Brittany's sister-in-law who was you know, so awesome and sharing this information. We hope that you guys will take this podcast and maybe share it with a girl in your life that you know that might be struggling with um, HA or something like this, and that it can be helpful and supportive for her and giving her the information that could get her on the right path. So thank you so much, Brittany. This has been really fun to reconnect with you and you have done such a great job sharing this information. And, and I hope that we can get together soon and be able to talk more about all of the things that you are putting out there into the world. Hormones and (laughs) yeah. No, I love it. All right. Well, enjoy sunny San Diego and thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for listening, everyone. All right. Bye-bye. This episode is brought to you by Her Power. Show up in life focused, on point, full of energy, but without the crash and habit-forming behaviors that caffeine can cause. Her Power is a non-stimulant energy supplement that provides stamina, concentration, mental support, and mind clarity. Struggle with a racing mind, anxiety, or feel consistently tired? Her Power is your answer. Check us out on social media at Mixers, M-I-X-H-E-R-S, or at mixers.com.